This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creepy Cannabis Podcast, where we chat all things creepy, cannabis, true crime, paranormal, and weird. I'm Madeline. And I'm Rachel. And what are you going to be telling us about today? So today, for our first episode, for Halloween, for Spooky Month, we're going to be talking about the Salem Witch Trials. Well, it's also your birthday month, so does that mean you're the spookiest? Yes, but I'm also the scaredest of everything. <laughs> scared. That's not a word, but I am. <laughs> so, as you may have guessed from the title of our podcast, we do also feature a special guest in the form of the Maraganja. <laughs> um, so, what are we going to be... Well, okay, I shouldn't say we, because we live in a state... That is not a free-for-all, in fact, and Mm -hmm. I don't have a medical card, but Madeline does, so I have to be fully terrified while she (laughs) gets to laugh her way through terror, (laughs) and what will be, what will you be using to do that today? Well, I have my pen, which is actually an indica, it's a rhythm pen, but mainly I am, I took a 30 milligram sativa, blood orange flavored, um edible by Juana, which is actually a company that started in Colorado, so probably has been around for many years in their beautiful free land over there. <laughs> the land of the free. The land of the literal free. The real land of the free. <laughs> so, but it's vegan, gluten-free, and it tastes like one of those gummies that makes you actually want to take vitamins. So I like how even though like the content is to make you feel real good, their main focus is to make sure all of those of us with gluten allergies can still partake. <laughs> and vegans. Yeah, true. We don't so, want to forget about our vegans. We don't want to forget about our vegans. I mean, who doesn't want no pig hooves in their candies? <laughs> pig because hooves. if you really think about it. Hooves. Pig hooves. hooves. That's terrifying. The that's why that's what gelatin is. Yeah, that would be really scary. We talked about this earlier, but I went to a private Baptist school my whole life. (laughs) And, um, you know, just like the witch trials, witches, I mean, really anything other than Jesus wasn't like the topic (laughs) of learning. I mean, it's truly like the devil sent witches (laughs) to bewitch people in this story. Which I feel like my school would have loved. They'd be like, let me warn you about the devil for reals, but they didn't. So I'm excited. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. So I'm ready. I'm prepared. Yes, let's jump right in. (laughs) So we're talking about the Salem Witch Trials, um, which, unlike the rest of New England and Europe, had a super sudden surfacing and super sudden ending. The entire thing was only a year. It was between 1692 and 1693. And in 1692, the town of Salem only had, like, 1,200 to 2,000 inhabitants. It's, like, approximate. But um, during these, really this year, it, it kind of was, like, a little over a year, but the main trial stuff happened within a year period. So 
And in that time, 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft, the devil's magic, as you know it. (laughs) (laughs) I I know. 30 were found guilty. 19 were executed by hanging. Um, 14 were women and five were men. Which, which a I'm lot of people surprised don't know. about. Yeah, because I definitely thought this was like a woman hunt, not like a witch hunt. I was like, there oh, truly just was women. no distinction. Like it was, they were being tried for witchcraft, so they never were like wizardcraft. <laughs> but <laughs> definitely was. There were five men. I guess we should just say though that we're very proud they didn't discriminate. Like, yeah, at least they got something right. Yeah, okay. they were okay. like, you know, anyone can be a witch. Yeah, and the interesting thing is they were all hanged. I think there's a lot of pictures and, like, in movies a lot of times you see them being burned, burned at the stake. Yes, I am obsessed with movies, and I feel like the pop culture definitely had me fully convinced that you can only kill a witch by burning them to death. That's the only way. Well, so, I don't know why. I guess the myth of burnings um, in Salem was just inspired by the all over witch trials that were happening in Europe because execution by fire was disturbingly common practice in Europe. In fact, it was the usual, that was their go-to was burning. Like for any type of infraction that weren't For witches. Oh, for witches only. For witches, yeah. 50,000 people approximately were executed as witches between the 15th and 18th centuries. Jesus. And so many were hanged and beheaded first. And then their body was burned, um, you know, to protect against postmortem sorcery, escaping <laughs> from their body. You would think if you fucking burn them, their ashes are going to fly all through your lungs and infect every single <laughs> and fucking you one of you. definitely be a witch. And it's what you deserve. <laughs> but other condemned witches um, were still alive when they faced the flames. So they had to endure an excruciating death by burning um, and inhalation of toxic fumes. So it did happen to quite a few people in Europe, but never in Salem. It was always hanging. The hangman. I guess that's something to be proud of. Like, (laughs) I I don't know that any would be particularly delightful. However, Mm -hmm. I don't want to fucking be burned to death. Yeah, it would be excruciating. I think you would pass out first, but... I don't know. I think you would register pain, and then after the pain was so severe, you would go into shock, but... I don't think that would be, I don't know, because I've seen a lot of movies and people are lit ablaze and just sprinting around for 20 minutes Mm. and I'm not down with that. Well, it's like, yeah, it's burning the outside of your body before it even gets to your internal organs. It's just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. (laughs) So let's start at the beginning. In February of 1692, I'm going to keep saying like 1992. I definitely read that as 1962. (laughs) It was literally the 90s, but... (laughs) 1690s um nine-year-old betty paris who was the daughter of the reverend um at the time and her 11-year-old cousin abigail williams both became severely ill the two began to have fits that were said to be worse than epilepsy and were quite unnatural their fits consisted of them throwing things screaming crawling under furniture uttering strange sounds and contorting their bodies into unusual positions wait Wait, 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 wait. I need you to pump the brakes immediately. (laughs) So you mean to tell me that a ton of people were condemned of witchcraft because some bratty-ass kids were having tantrums? Yes. Throwing things, screaming, crawling under furniture. That's all, like... I'm wondering, like, what contorting their bodies into unusual positions means. I mean... Because I'm picturing, like, 
the exorcist where she's like crawling on the ceiling and her neck's backwards but i doubt that's what it was truly like a month ago i was babysitting my two nephews and my niece and i simply told her she could not have another piece of candy for dinner (laughs) and i assure you the contorting that occurred in her fit of rage was fucking unnatural she threw her whole neck back splayed out her arms (laughs) and i mean i i watched the devil leave her body yes i watched it so i mean okay so yes, okay, the Lord cool. was not there in that time. No, okay, got it, got it. So yeah, basically a temper tantrum, a- and in the privacy of their home. So it's basically a word of mouth. Basically, Reverend Paris was the one to be like, "I'm calling a doctor." You know, this this is some fucked up shit. Ooh. We got to deal with this. So, the community quickly and completely accepted the local doctor, William Griggs. Mm. Um, his diagnosis of bewitchment. Um, despite the fact that Griggs was an elderly, most likely self-taught practitioner who was good friends with Paris when they both lived in Boston early on in their lives. So good friends. Definitely self-taught because every doctor was self-taught in the 1690s. It's <laughs> like you just decided you were a doctor. You one definitely day didn't then, go to Hopkins. No, you just were like, I am a doctor now. Today. This is today. happening. <laughs> Got it. And And they were friends. And it was like, Samuel Paris being like, it's happening. And, you know, he was like, yes, of course, bewitchment. (laughs) So, you know, the town basically was like, okay. And they collectively decided that there could be only one reason for their strange behavior. And that is that a witch had possessed them by the devil. I mean, that's definitely what I think as well. There's just clearly no other medical explanation (laughs) whatsoever, especially being a doctor. Like the first thing you're going to jump to for sure is witchcraft. Obviously. Got it. Never happened in the community before, but, like, clearly... This was it. This is it. This is, you know... I mean, listen, works for me. Eureka, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. So after Griggs announced this diagnosis, um, other young girls in the community suddenly began to exhibit similar symptoms. Um, A lot of names. Anne Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard... Mary Walcott and Mary Warren, all probably also a bunch of little twats <laughs> that wanted attention because they were just, like, oh, they're getting all this attention. They get to go to trial. And no, like, it's what it was. They were a bunch of white women who were like, I mean, we yes. want to be a part of things. We're important. I'm being left out. We're also possessed by <laughs> bewitchment. <laughs> like, not even the devil. Yeah. Fucking bewitchment. Well, the devil bewitched them bewitched a witch to bewitch them. <laughs> somehow there was bewitching <laughs> there was bewitchment happening um so you know all these girls are like ah it's happening to me too and then in late february like this is february it's one month into the year it's like 2020 all over <laughs> it's a nightmare um arrest warrants started getting issued for samuel paris's uh the first three people were samuel paris's slave Tituba. Um, and two other women, a homeless woman named Sarah Good and some poor elderly woman, Sarah Osborne, who I believe was like an outcast of the community. Like she just didn't, she was elderly and I think she didn't have a lot of family and friends. So so I guess they're saying then that. So those are the three that they came up with. The girls were bewitched by. Those three. Their maid. Those were the first three people accused. Because while this lady's busy cleaning your house and like raising your kids, she's mm-hmm. got plenty of time. To bewitch you. Okay. Understood. (laughs) I mean, what other likely suspects other than this poor woman just... And a homeless woman and an elderly woman. Yeah. Living the American dream. Outcasts, basically. Got it. 
So Sarah, both Sarahs denied their association with witchcraft, but things quickly went downhill when Tatuba confessed in great detail, including providing a detailed description of the devil, which... I also, okay, I feel some type of way about that because let me just circle back to my super religious upbringing. (laughs) And I feel like if something's meant to tempt you, it's not going to be this gnarly looking, like if a demon comes to me in the middle of the night looking like a fucking demon, I'm not tempted. I'm like, the fuck? I'm not down with that. But if you send a Hemsworth, (laughs) like I'm down with whatever's happening. Like I'll come with you. Yeah. I'm like, where are we going, Chris? (laughs) Where are are we we going, going, Chris? (laughs) I feel as though the devil, it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like, he's not yeah. going to come to you in, like, this gnarly serpent form. Like, he's going to come to you hot as shit. That's what he's would make like, sense. Come on, Tatuba, let's, you know, get these bitches. I don't know. I don't know what the devil would say, but I feel like it would say, be something. let's get these bitches. Let's get these bitches. Let's okay. Get these bitches. I mean, today, it's pretty much widely believed that she, her confession was um, a forced confession that came after Uh, Paris beat her into admitting guilt and um, there's probably also the idea that she was saving herself from a conviction by acting as an informer throughout the whole trial I mean it would make sense like if they had somebody malleable that's like pushing their agenda or their fear or their belief you know because she's like a slave and literally it's terrible like yeah I can't imagine like you don't know how you're going to react until you're in a situation and like you wouldn't even have to. I mean, to they would have just me. killed her if she had said anything else. Yeah, you could literally just say, "I'm intending to beat you," and my ass would be like, I'd "It be was like, oh. I, I did it, witchcraft, <laughs> bewitchment. I'll do it right now." Forced confession. I would look right into their eyes, wiggle my like spirit fingers, and be like, "Here it comes, <laughs> sending the devil your way. Don't beat me, <laughs> please." Um. So then, so those are the first three. You know, these are just um accusations no one's been to trial you know they've been accused they've been arrested and they've been put into jail which is crazy that like there's literally no evidence other than some children saying that like i don't even know where they got that information from presumably just pointed the finger at whoever yes they were literally like it's her can you imagine that now it's her first of all we would just bust out our cell phones and be like let me show you i was watching facebook at 9 p.m this is my geolocation tag <laughs> showing me not leaving my i bedroom. hashtagged my lunch at two <laughs> covid didn't let me leave the house so sure as fuck wasn't me yeah not this year oh god um so with the seed of paranoia planted a stream of accusations um just basically followed it basically just grew from there and, and everyone started getting paranoid because then other people were like oh it's literally witchcraft and they're like, well, I'm starting to feel weird, too. It was you. Yeah, I had mentioned this earlier because even now, like, I'll get a headache and I'll Google it. And it's like, oh, okay, I have cancer or I died last week. Like, those are the only two options. So That's definitely it. when, like, One everyone is together in this mass hysteria. Like, can you imagine having little ailments in, in a time that you couldn't just look <laughs> it up? You clearly didn't have a fucking decent doctor to ask. So I mean, this man was... You had to just sell. sell, They were all doctors. He's like, it's bewitchment. You don't want to go to him. He's going to be like, it's, I don't even know what else he could concoct, but like, they clearly don't have. Here's your cocaine and morphine to Much like the America of today, healthcare was garbage. (laughs) So great. Great. But then, so originally, like, all the people being accused were kind of outcasts. So you could almost make the argument, oh, it's just like trying to get rid of the dregs of society yeah like a caste situation but then a loyal member of the church uh, was accused 
I forget, but it doesn't say like who accused who, him. Which particular. of the girls accused her? But one of the like a really loyal churchgoer um, was accused, and so then the entire community was like, "Oh well, if she's a witch, anyone can be a witch." Right, like even somebody like in the Lord's house. So then. Sarah Good, who is the homeless woman, the, one of the first three accused, her four-year-old daughter, Dorothy, was accused of being a witch. What? Um, and her timid answers as a literal four-year-old human were construed as a confession. She wasn't sentenced Okay, because that's where my... I got a lump in my throat, and I was like, if they killed no, this she baby... Was just, she was just um, accused of being a witch. And it was by Ann Putnam Jr., which I believe she was, like, the shittiest of all the accusers. Like, super spoiled uh, from one of, a, a, like, a really privileged family. But she is the one who said that Dorothy would often bite her and other villagers like animals and described her to be a deranged child. I mean, truly, though, these people just didn't do parenting. Because also, I've been bitten by many people's children. <laughs> like, truly, though, kids <laughs> are bad. Kids. Kids like, bite. kids are bad. They're testing their boundaries and they... Yeah. Yeah, they're doing weird shit. Like, they just do. They don't get their way. Like, a friend of mine's daughter used to yank out people's hair if Mm -hmm. she didn't get her way. Like, they're just weirdos. Kids eat poop. They're all deranged. (laughs) Truly. I mean, I don't have kids, but I've seen some shit. Yes, you will. I'm convinced. I've seen some bewitchment. (laughs) Yeah, and so, and then the other thing is, this entire time, Salem had zero legal government. So it was, Um, like, the church there... Yeah, it was just the church. It was basically just the church. So until May of 1692, they didn't really have, like, a legal, like, a judge that could be, like... So then were all of these people that were accused just kind of, like, jailed and wrangled up? Yeah, so they're sitting in jail and no trials are happening. Um, So by that early spring, like, it's probably a jail, let's be honest. The jail was overflowing, like, completely. Um, 36 warrants were issued, many of them to people with family members who are already in jail, you know, like, as these accusations are coming out, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, her sister, or, like, so it was, like, very familial. Just guilty by association at this point. Yeah, and then a new governor was brought in to deal with the witchcraft cases. The new governor of Massachusetts was brought in to Salem to deal with these cases. So, did it make it clear, like, was he an outsider, or was he, like, did he live in Salem already, or was it not really clear? No, he was, he did not live in Salem. Okay. I mean, that's something. Because um, at this point, they're just governing themselves. Like, they definitely needed, like, a different human. Yeah. So on June 2nd, the courts heard the first official case of Bridget Bishop, who uh, was quickly convicted of witchcraft and hanged eight days later on a hill outside of Salem, mm-hmm. which later became known as Witch's Hill. And on June 29th, the court met and convicted five more women, Sarah Good. Um, the homeless woman from the first three accusations, Sarah Wiles, Elizabeth Howe, Rebecca Nurse, and Susanna Martin um, of witchcraft. All five were sentenced to die on July 19th and were marched to their death where they were hanged on Witch's Hill. Um, In August, six more trials took place, uh, five executions and one reprisal for Elizabeth Proctor, who was pregnant at the time of her trial. So she was reprised because she was pregnant? Yes. I mean, so at least they had, I mean, no moral compass, but I guess <laughs> if you can convict a four-year-old child of witchcraft, I guess, like, Well, they didn't care? actually, I don't think they convicted her. They accused her. Oh, the, okay. She was just accused. Only just... 30 people were convicted and only 19 people died. 
Okay, but this lady was reprised because she was pregnant at least. So I guess there was some some degree somewhere of decency from uh, someone. Yeah, and so in early September, the court convicted another eight people to death. And that brought the total to 19. That's the believed like final total for actual hangings for witchcraft. Um, and there are a few other convictions... But two managed to avoid being hanged, uh, one was deprived, and the other was helped, uh, someone helped her escape from jail. Oh, so she was the only one with the right idea. She was she Audi was 5000. Like, you know what? I don't have to actually sit here and just wait she for a bunch like, of Looney Tunes. Oh, it's 1692. I can go to the next village and yes. just live my life. I'm Goodbye. I'm Beatrice now. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know what goes on over there, but I'm not a part of it. So the crazy thing is that... You know, you'd think a confession, like I'm confessing to witchcraft, is the best way to get a conviction and an execution for the charges of witchcraft. Ideally. You would think. But none of the people who confessed were convicted or executed, and all 19 people who refused to confess to witchcraft were found guilty and executed on Witch's Hill. So basically, they were so afraid of witchcraft that they spared all the witches and just yeah. murdered a bunch of innocent... I mean, they were all innocent, let's be honest. But yes. they murdered a bunch of innocent people who were like, no, I'm telling you the truth, I'm not a witch. Mm-hmm. And there's actually absolutely no rhyme or reason to it. I just don't understand. Because you would think if someone was like, yes, I am a witch... You're like, perfect, got it. Great, got you, let's, dog. <laughs> but I guess burn. if you're trying to forward whatever personal agenda like it doesn't have to make it so they were puritans and i was reading like puritans they had the belief that you know you going to heaven or hell was determined before your birth oh i didn't know that um which is interesting because i would think that it would be like the catholic way where if you can uh you admit guilt then you can be forgiven or even like the baptist way where they believe in like or at least if they if they're like we know you're a witch, then we can ostracize you yeah. in the community. But if you're going to lie about it, ooh. Like, how is die. your crime of lying so much more effective? Well, first of all, lying is objective. It's an opinion. I think the Puritans were, like, super opposed to lying, like, more than any other. Well, you should actually watch. There's a movie. I think it's literally called The w- The Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, kind of newer, but it's about a Puritan family who, like, leaves their town and moves to this random part in the woods Mm -hmm. and their daughter starts displaying symptoms of witchcraft but i feel like whoever made that movie it's it's the most clear representation of what i believe these people were thinking in their mind Mm -hmm. um obviously it's fictitious and it really is about like true witches but if you watch it like you could see how their minds were working and it feels like what it must have felt like at that time like when you're watching it and it's yeah. pretty interesting well like the masses would have truly and wholeheartedly believed that there was witches amongst them i mean imagine it's 1692 the you barely have books you barely have doctors <laughs> you barely have books you don't know jack shit about shit other than farming and church procreating and church and yeah. the lord so it's just so sad because the poor lord man he's just trying to he's just trying to live (laughs) and then these people they be tripping so i mean and that's it i mean it it seems quick because it was literally like barely nine months 
It was so, so quick to start and so quick to end that that's why many people believe that whoever started it, which many people think was Reverend Paris, had obviously an alternate agenda. He didn't really believe that they were witches, didn't really believe that there were any witches there, but, you know. He needed something to cause mass hysteria. He was trying to achieve something or... You know, someone was trying to achieve something and then everyone else bought into the hysteria. Yeah, because there were other, like, there were some theories about, like, was it, wasn't there something you were telling me? Like, there's theories mm-hmm. about um, bread, something with their rye. Yeah, so <clears throat> the two main, like, causes that people think, um, other than actually believing that they were witches, which, you know, they could have been, but probably not. <laughs> um <laughs> Because of the behaviors, uh, like of Betty and Abigail, um, were so sudden and random, a lot of historians tried to link their behaviors to ergot poisoning, which is a type of fungus that grew on rye plants and caused poisoning uh, if consumed by humans. And toxicologists know that eating ergot-contaminated food can lead to a convulsive disorder characterized by violent muscle spasms, vomiting, delusions, hallucinations, crawling sensations on the skin, and many other symptoms that these girls are claiming to have or kind of have, you know. Yeah, I mean, it does pretty much nail on the head describe the behaviors that they were displaying. Yeah, from an outsider perspective. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, if you're actually attempting to look for a real medical diagnosis. I mean, these girls were, like, they should have gotten Oscars for their fucking performance, (laughs) clearly, because they had a whole town. I mean, I'll feel pretty bad. If you think about it, it's actually really sad, because presumably these girls were really sick. Like, they had something wrong with them medically. And then they possibly had, yeah potentially and then or they were children. at least abused by their yeah. parents to the point of lying yeah so either way the they either had something really wrong and then that was taken advantage of mm-hmm. or they didn't and they were taken advantage of but really they are just kids at the they end are of the kids, day like yeah. they're pointing the finger of blame with no comprehension of the repercussions of those actions yeah so that's pretty horrible and like rye was a staple grain of Salem so it is possible it is possible that they were poisoned and experiencing hallucinations from the bread that they were eating um it was a crop consumed in the winter of 1691 1692 and it could have easily been contaminated by ergot um, causing these symptoms however you know as believable as it seems or how, how like oh you know that could totally make sense like why would one the two daughters be the right. only people getting poisoned and Reverend Paris is not, and no one else in the household is, or, yeah. you know, it was really just a bunch of young girls. And, like, you would think, I mean, I don't know how it worked socially, but I would imagine that the servants of the household, which is a terrible word, but that's just at the time, you would imagine that they would, like, what are they eating? Like, or probably, yeah. like, the table scraps or, oh, like, yeah. the leftover things or would have gotten their hands on it in some way. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a little bit unbelievable if you kind of just look at the victim set yeah a lot of i mean historians are like why the entire household would be afflicted not just a few individuals here and there yeah whatever and so the other more likely cause which i i think is probably the cause is leading up to 1692 there was a huge population growth in salem and you know the village was expanding expanding and um as people were 
building homes and growing crops further away from the center of town, they kind of decided, ah, I don't really want to like go all the way down there to go to church or to for our local market or all these things, you know. They wanted to break off and have their own municipality, essentially. And the leadership was super reluctant to allow these individuals to have their own municipality because they would basically lose all the taxes that they collected from these people. They needed the agricultural land that was closer to the outskirts of town. So, you know, they wouldn't have as much... They, you know, it's yeah, like most societies, rural is farming. You know, it's not in the cities. It's not in the main city center. So Yeah. And while you need that, like you, those people tend to fall into like the, either the lower class or the impression yeah, of the lower class. Yeah, they get disadvantaged. you need them the most. Right. And yet you're <laughs> like, oh, wait, that's how I eat. And now they're like, hey, we actually don't need to just do all these things. We can kind of self-segregate, do our own farming, yeah. do our own church going and religion you know whatever Mm -hmm. i mean that makes sense to me because if you think about the fact that the government was the church Mm -hmm. and the church is being threatened to divide well paris didn't want another church to because if you're going to create your own municipality you have to have your own church yeah especially like in such a religious centric time and yeah that's a huge threat to him and it could have been a combination of factors he could have threat money donations to the church he could have been brewing some type of plan for a long time and then coincidentally his daughters get sick and he's like perfect this will (laughs) do perfect like you just don't know so yeah i mean and and because of this uh, uh it was such a contentious place to live at the time and was actually known to be super quarrelsome by neighboring towns and villages And um, during the trials, the accused and the accusers lived, for the most part, on opposite sides of the village. So 14 of the most well-known accused witches in the village were in this eastern section that was trying to break off and become its own Mm, place. And only two lived on the western side. And then of the 32 adult accusers, 30 of them lived in the western (laughs) section. God. 30 I mean, of them lived in the city center. Listen, I'm not a math genius, but I can... <laughs> I'm not... Uh, I can put uh, 32 together <laughs> and figure that out. I mean, it's two people were on the outskirts. So, uh, and it's believed that Samuel Paris was extremely opposed to the idea of Salem splitting up, having a different church, etc. And it just happens that his daughter and niece started the entire, like trial yeah they kind of basically were the jumping off point yeah they are the two people that started supposedly having these afflictions and violent outbursts (sighs) yeah i think i definitely am surprised to hear how short and short-lived it was but i think that's also because this is something that did become really big in pop culture became romanticized and a Mm -hmm. lot of fictitious things you know books and movies and whatnot have been made on it so it is really hard especially this all happened at a time period where it's not like a wealth of information is available Mm -hmm. so um yeah i just always kind of had like this twisted perception but at the end of the day it's just cold-hearted murder yeah for literally no reason regardless what the triggering thing was it is someone had an agenda yeah, there's an agenda or it's basically, there's... It's basically someone was a serial killer here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like back then, like, who was stopping you? There was no, like, oh, no. FBI to put that shit together. The FBI literally didn't exist yeah. until 
the 90s this wasn't an episode of criminal minds where like you could go around picking (laughs) up the breadcrumbs like and just figure it out you know you were just doing whatever you wanted like it was the lawless land out there but yeah they were you could literally point at someone and be like witch yeah I mean, it's crazy, too, because some of my favorite scary movies and scary things do center around, like, I, I'm really, like, like possession movies and witch movies. Mm-hmm. I find that to be the most terrifying. But I just cannot imagine living in a time where you are just living your life and at any moment, like, you're like, oh, no, like, is today the day that I'm convicted of witchcraft? Oh, like, no. Like, even my four-year-old isn't safe. Yeah. So, like, I got to tell my she kids. She bites people. Like, button it up. Like, she bites people, so she's a witch. I can't even control my freaking cats, much less <laughs> a child, like a living human. They are possessed. So, but it's definitely, I learned a lot. Because there was just so much I didn't know. I definitely just like assumed all witches were burned. Yeah, at the compared stake. to pop culture, it's quite uneventful. Like no one was burned, not in Massachusetts anyway. Yeah, it's and... definitely different than I expected. But I think that's good. I think that it's educational for sure. And nineteen people died. Yeah, it's really sad. I'm I'm super super interested. Like we had mentioned that there were male victims because yeah. I di- I which truly... I think it's because of the is the um quarrel yeah it was people that's what that's what also leads me to believe that it was like oh yeah because like if a man is fighting for his land like that was a different time like i'm sure like the men controlled like their properties and their land i'm pretty sure i read that one guy was just covered in stones until they crushed him to death you know i did read that he was like it was the um one of the accusers husbands yeah okay one of the accused witch's husbands maybe yeah he was like pressed to death yeah i don't know what that means i know in the bible just heavier and heavier stones being put upon you (laughs) In the Bible, a common um, way to murder someone when they just, like, inconvenienced you at all was to put them in the center of town and everyone would just throw rocks at them until they were literally buried alive and crushed to death. So it's not that far off. So, yeah, like, a good time to be alive. Yeah. That's what you're saying. For sure. Like, at least now, like, well, you can't flee the same way you did back then. Like, you definitely can't just skip town and call yourself, like, Patty Joe. But... Oh, no. You aren't going to get pressed to fuck to death. Like... You, no. Like, you get that peaceful you lethal injection. <laughs> like... Well, sometimes... Uh, Texas still does the electric chair. Look, Texas... They're is, like, we'll shock you six she, times. She's a free state. She does what dead. she wants in Texas. <laughs> she hasn't kind of come around. Everything is bigger in Texas. Yeah, including death. the electrocution. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Well, that was super informative. I'm excited for next week. I think we'll, yes. I think I'll maybe do a true crime story for you. Mm-hmm. I have one I'm thinking about, so we'll see. It scares yeah. me a lot, and so I get nightmares when I'm trying to, like, get my <laughs> notes together, so. Honestly, the scariest part of this is that one or a few people can literally make up a lie, possibly, or, I mean, they could have been hallucinating. An agenda. Or poisoning. Yeah. Or poisoned. But, like... And then just create a mass hysteria. I mean, what we know for sure is that it wasn't witchcraft. So no matter what, someone told a lie somewhere, like, regardless. I mean, but it's the same thing with Hitler. Like, he just woke up and was like, this is what we're going to do today, country. And everybody was like, sounds legit. Sounds. I mean, yeah, there was just not an eye batted. What's weird is that it happened so quickly. Usually it'd be like a buildup of like, ah, witches are in the air. But they were just like, we got to get this population control now. <laughs> like, we, we don't have time to waste. Have no time. Literally time Amen. to do the Lord's work. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy to me. But it was very interesting. How do you feel about the Lana now that it's this is very done? Nice. It's very good. It's lasted the whole time. 
first time like and second time. It didn't recording. make you like super giggly or anything. Yeah, it's like a sativa. The, the interesting thing about edibles is that you can't see the breakdown of like the different terpenes, um, the different, you know, things that are helpful. So it's basically mm. just, it says sativa, but actually most edibles don't even distinguish between sativa or indica. Um, they're gotcha. just weed hybrids I'm very probably but interested in this sativa just, is an upper that's what you want to take during daytime use indica is what is more relaxing that's what you want before bed it's better for pain relief anxiety relief stress relief so basically instead of reducing your anxiety you took an upper so you could get hyped to tell us about yeah, these murders so I didn't fall asleep or forget where I was (laughs) oh my gosh can you imagine if it was me because I actually it's weird because my pen is an indica so I've probably been evening it out I just feel like I would eat an edible and then eat everything in the house like I'd be in the middle of telling a story and I'm like I gotta go grab some bagel bites real quick I mean I can always snack let's be honest yeah but good I'm glad to hear it so we'll see I'm excited to see what you bring next week I definitely think it should be an upper because I'm planning on wrecking your brain I mean, I think it should be something relaxing because you're going to wreck my brain. I don't know. I think I'm going to make you really sad. <laughs> I don't want to have uh, you freaking out. <laughs> Just drooling uh, over the corner as, like, I tell you some terrifying story. I well, guess we'll see. thank you guys so much for yes. bearing with us. Um, it was a journey it to was. get here. It was. And, Thanks um, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.